Did you know that the oldest your mom joke was discovered on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet? We've got all sorts of random facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking, but we're not going to touch that joke with a 35 and a half foot pole. Yeah. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and you might even learn something. So let's get this thing started. Now, this podcast is normally an amalgamation of all sorts of random facts and fun stories. Uh, a lot of times we have special guests come in and they help us out with all sorts of cool and interesting facts in order to get this thing rocking and or rolling. Sometimes we do one, sometimes we do both. Um, but this particular episode, if you're hearing it, it means that um, something is coming up and uh, we just needed an episode to happen because I love the fans of this show and you deserved some content. So here is the episode as it is. Um, you know, we, we do talk about all sorts of crazy stuff and randomness. Um, a lot of times we even go into some fun segments and we start off these fun segments with the awesomeness known as Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom, where we go deep into the mailboxes and attempt to discover all sorts of weird and intriguing questions that may exist. For example, uh, recently in the emails, uh, I have received a, let's see, from Apple, there was a a press conference from the developers and they said to improve my stuff I can uh, do all sorts of random categories and whatnot so that's a bit of spam there let's see Under Armour that's a bit of spam there what else we got uh, Transformers the, the game uh, sent me something it's a bit of spam there um, you can get an extra $10 off on Father's Day gift cards from PayPal. It's a bit of spam there. Let's see. Um, more, more, more spam and spam. Oh, yeah, T-shirts. Hey, you can also uh, buy some T-shirts on our website, which is Zazzle. And it's uh, Did You Know Rhino. It's lots of cool. Lots of fun. We dig it. Uh, so with that being said, if you want to send us some emails, we will answer them on this here website. Um, did you know Ryano at gmail.com on the podcast? Just, uh, shoot us an email and we'll be able to answer it in pretty much anything you send at us. It'll be lots of coolness. Um, on the Twitters. Not much is happening at well because this is an in-between episode. Um, so if you want to shoot us a tweet, you can uh, send it to us at Did You Know Rhino? Lots of fun. Or on the Facebook where a lot of action has been happening, which is Did You Know with Rhino? 
and that'll break it down for the mailbox of doom. I'm glad we dodged that boulder. Uh, so now we're going to talk about the word of the week. Now, this particular week, I found a very interesting word um, called bumfuzzle. Yeah, I'm going to let you think on that one for a bit. Bumfuzzle. Bumfuzzle, 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 bumfuzzle. It means to confuse someone, to bumfuzzle them, to, to, to confuse them. Almost like cun, confuzzle, uh, kerfuffle, um, all sorts of weird fanciness. I don't know exactly where it came from, but it's definitely made up somewhere. And it's, uh, it's a fun word. So uh, my, my request for you folks that are listening is to try to use bumfuzzle in a sentence. If you can use bumfuzzle in a sentence... Just tweet at the show that you did, because that would be rather impressive in itself. And that's going to be our word of the week, which is always ironic because we uh, record every other week. So that's what's up. Um, so now let's let's. I'm going to tell you about a, a fun story. Yeah, basically, this next bit only in Florida. We talk about stories and things that happen that are so ridiculous, so crazy that they can only happen in the swampland known in known as Florida. Uh, the article that I'm reading, the headline was "Florida Man Threatens to Unleash an Army of Turtles." Now, immediately, what I'm thinking is "Army of Turtles." Don't you really only need like four of them with ninjutsu skills in order to take out an entire army? But uh, but no, apparently, this 61-year-old dude uh, from Brevard County, um, he went to jail after the police received seven calls, seven from three different locations. So what is that like? Two different each, three different each. I don't I don't know how that spreads out. Um, about him disturbing the peace, uh, the dude who repeatedly referred to himself as a saint, awkward, uh, visited three cafes. In April, threatening to destroy anyone with everyone with an army of turtles. So he's threatening he's going to destroy you with his army of turtles. And then the police department was sent a whole bunch of officers to investigate disturbances. And he's um, he left soon after yelling, and that's kind of what happened. He just got yelling and yelling. He's basically, he's just threatening them. He's not actually sicking his army of turtles on people, but. He's uh, re resisting an officer without violence and misusing nine one one, and it he's just being a, a a turd by threatening people with his turtles. Now, if you're going to threaten somebody with an animal, like you normally think, hey, like my my dogs are going to come here and and bite you, and that's going to be scary, or. Uh, I've got a giant bobcat at my house and I'm going to sick it on you. Like that sort of thing might be scary, but this dude's got a whole bunch of turtles. Like, uh, ooh, what am I going to do? Like run away from your army of turtles? Like how fast are these turtles moving? Like I said, unless they have like weapons on their back, like in, uh, well, Ninja Turtles or in Batman Returns where you got a whole bunch of penguins with actual rockets on their back, uh, that'd be pretty scary. 
So unless that's happening, then an army of turtles is not quite so threatening. Thanks, Florida man. Uh, our fun place of the week and our where in the world segment is going to be a place that happened back where I grew up, right outside of Detroit, known as Bell Isle Park, more commonly known as Bell Isle. It's actually on the Detroit River, which is right between Michigan and Ontario, aka the U.S. Canada border. It, it's pretty cool. There's an island there. Um, that's that's pretty awesome. It's right outside of Grosseil, and it's 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 pretty sweet. It's like it's almost a thousand acres. Um, but the island is home to all sorts of cool stuff, like the. The Belle Isle Aquarium, Belle Isle Conservatory. There's a nature center. There's a Detroit Yacht Club or Detroit Boat Club. Um, a lot of fancy boats and a lot of fancy people in Detroit. Weird, right? Um, they got a bunch of fountains. There's a Great Lakes Museum, a golf course, um, a half-mile swimming beach, bunch of numerous um, attractions and monuments. And um, there, there used to be a zoo there, too. And sometimes they even do some some races. Yeah, some like Formula One stuff. There used to be all sorts of races on the island. Um, now they happen through downtown Detroit proper, which is also not something that you would expect a whole bunch of race cars to be happening. But if I'm going to grab a picture right now from the uh, Detroit uh, races, and I'm going to post it on the Twitters once this thing goes live. And then you'll be able to check out exactly what I'm talking about because races in Detroit is going to be uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be our where in the world. So like, if you want to find something that... Uh, something that's unique and, and interesting and whatnot, but it's also a safe place to be, then that's it. Like right now, um, this Chevrolet Sports Car Classic Grand Prix is going to be in Detroit June. Well, it was in Detroit June 1st. So that's a thing that happens. And it happens right around the Renaissance Center. Let me see if I can grab this photo right now and throw it onto the interwebs. Yep, there it is. Awesome. I've got it. So you should be able to check it out on the Twitter page, which is at Did You Know Ryan O. So go and check that out. Um, so that's a pretty cool place. Uh, recently, I've also been doing a lot of cooking at home just to try some new stuff. And, you know, cooking stuff at home usually saves on calories and whatnot. That's a thing too. So we've, my wife and I have been trying a lot more crock pot meals. And so I've made some chili, homemade chili. It's pretty simple how to do some homemade chili. Just take some ground beef. You could do sirloin or chuck or whatever you want. You, you take it, you, you cook it uh, on the stove on a little skillet thing and just cook your meat or even on a in a pot or or, or whatever uh, on the on the stove let let it all brown and you you shred it around and brown it and brown it and then you can uh, 
put the meat in the crock pot with some uh, kid, some like light red kidney beans or red kidney. Just you need some beans, some chili beans, whatever your favorite flavor might be. It all depends on what you want. Uh, and, and then you add in some uh, tomatoes, uh, diced or, or, or whatever, um, some tomato sauce. You can even add in all sorts of veggies. Normally, I do some onion, red pepper, yellow pepper, a lot of peppers. Um, and once all those are in there together, add some chili powder and some red pepper flakes in order to get some seasoning happening. And then with the crock pot, the awesome thing is you can leave, um, depending on your crock pot. Like if you, if you have a crock pot that's not safe and you, you don't want to leave your house unattended with the crock pot, don't do that. Because I don't want you to experience a fire because of this podcast, okay? But if you have a crock pot that you know and trust, you can put your food in there for like eight hours. Like, so let's say you're hanging out all day and want to make something for dinner. Just put all this in there and uh, let it sit on low for eight hours and then it'll cook all through. And then when you're ready for it, boom, rock and roll with it. But you want to add some cornbread on the side. Why? Because, well, why not? And I learned how to make cornbread for the first time uh, this month because of reading the back of the package. Yeah, I know it, it sounds weird, but coming from a guy who who has like very little cooking background and gets most of his cooking knowledge from watching television or uh, or from just randomly experimenting in the kitchen, it was kind of cool just reading the back of the thing and being like, this, yes, this, yes, this, yes, this thing. I don't have that. But milk was a good substitution. So yeah, just read the back of the cornbread thing, make some cornbread if you don't want. If that's not your thing, whatever. Uh, you could do crackers, you could do some cheese, you can do all sorts of fun stuff with chili. There's like a hundred different styles of chilies. Or you, you can do whatever you want with chili. It As long as it's warm and delicious, you just got to rock and roll with it, right? Yeah. And that's going to be our, our, our food thing. Um, but speaking about some foods... Uh, I want to talk to you about shawarma because I had never had shawarma before. Um, I still don't think I've ever had shawarma. Um, of course, shawarma is a Middle Eastern meat preparation based on uh, uh, the Ottoman Empire, usually of like lamb or mutton. Um, it could also be from chicken, turkey, beef, veal, whatever. So it's like thin sliced and stacked like a cone on like a vertical or rotisserie thing. And then slices are shaved off um, as it continuously rotates. And it's apparently extremely popular, especially in like Egypt and the Arabian Peninsula and whatnot. But I have never had shawarma. And I, I think that's going to be on my list of things that I want to try this summer is I want to try new foods and I'm going to try to get to a place where I can try some shawarma. So uh, just to say I can. And what really made me think about it um, was was the Avengers movie because there's all sorts of Avengers knowledge and, and stuff going on around here. But the, the Avengers movie where they're at the very end and they're like, hey, let's get some shawarma. And then they 
actually go get some shawarma. You're not sure if anyone really enjoys it or not. And so I'm curious and I, I want to find out. So eventually I'm going to do so. It might be longer than this summer, but eventually I'm going to do so. And I'm going to let you know. And that's going to conclude our food corner. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. So the other day was the big old um, E3 conference. If you don't know what E3 is, it's a big um, thing with all the latest video games. So like all the big companies like Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo and all those guys, they come in and they make big presentations on all the new and upcoming things like hardware, software, video games, and whatnot. And uh, every nerd like myself really enjoys figuring out what games they want to buy and which games they don't want to buy based on the uh, press releases and presentations that you see from the E3. Uh, And one of the uh, ones that I really enjoyed besides Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, well, let's talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I I like all Star Wars video games, well, pretty much all of them, yeah. And um, the, the, the Fallen Order apparently takes place after episode three and before episode or before Rogue One. So in that Rebels timeline area, um, you can tell because the the trailer that they released during E3 had Saul Guerrero from the Rogue One movie. If you haven't seen the Rogue One movie, uh, you, you should. You got plenty of time to do so. It's probably streaming on some sort of device, depending on what you got. Um, if you're listening to this now and... And if Disney Plus is happening, then it's probably there. Otherwise, it's probably going to be on like Prime or Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, Rogue One, I definitely recommend it. But this uh, Jedi Fallen Order thing, uh, just from the gameplay, it looks like you're some kid who who is hiding the fact that he's a Jedi. And this kid is basically the, the Drome... Um, he he's play, played like a weird guy in the Gotham, but he was Jerome in Gotham. If that ever means anything to you, uh, but but this kid, he he's hiding out and he doesn't want to get discovered that he's a Jedi. But he's also um, slicing and dicing all of these uh, all these stormtroopers and whatnot with a lightsaber, and that's pretty epic. Like you're running around uh, doing all sorts of force tricks and slicing and dicing, and and do do you really need much more? plot to an awesome star wars slice and dice video game probably not is there plot i'm i'm sure there is but uh, we don't really know much about that at this point except for the graphics look amazing there's a lot of slicing and dicing and jedi force powers and lightsaber awesomeness so i'll give you guys more about that because it's something that i'm interested in uh so that's jedi fallen order but another video game that 
they were showing a trailer of is the new Marvel's Avengers. And based on the the the, the trailer, you had five Avengers. Uh, you had um, Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Thor, Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hulk, um, all together. And uh, there was an event that happened on the, on the looked like Golden Gate Bridge. And at the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, a whole bunch of chaos was ensuing, and the helicarrier that the Avengers were, were creating or have created, uh, it blew up. And apparently, uh, Captain America was quote-unquote killed, which it's Captain America. He's he's probably not dead. Um, but they showed like a lot of gameplay of you as a single Avenger, I'm going after all sorts of guys like the Taskmaster and Taskmaster. That's a hard one. Taskmaster and who Crossbones and a couple uh, Abomination, all sorts of different guys, and um, just just fighting them head on and all sorts of coolness. Not quite sure if there's gonna be more than one player or if it's gonna be a group sort of thing. But right now they just showed single players fighting against a whole bunch of bad guys, and it looked pretty awesome. Um, it's about um, how the Avengers are reacting to uh, post A Day. That's what they're calling it. The that that event of of a world without Captain America. How they're reacting to it. Um, and and I'm looking forward to it because I haven't seen any awesome uh, Avengers games out in a while. Uh, so back to the history of the Avengers games. Way back in the day, uh, they had a um, a side-scrolling game from like Nintendo and uh, Sega where you were a part of the Avengers like Vision and Hawkeye and whatnot and you were just side-scrolling and, and beating up some guys and like you had the the Spider-Man game where another side-scroller for Segas and and Super Nintendos where you were moving around and punching and webbing up guys and the maximum carnage game with a lot more characters based on the actual comic books. And then the about a uh, late nineties, Nintendo 64 and PlayStation had the Spider-Man game where you were just Spider-Man. Um, and you could, you could use a mo- move in multiple directions. The X, Y, and Z axis were utilized as opposed to just up and down, left and right. Uh, so you could swing and move, and they really got some of the mechanics of the character uh, a lot better. But uh, they really exploded that in Spider-Man 2. Like, there was a Spider-Man game for, like, Xbox and the Playstations, but Spider-Man 2 had an open-world concept. I probably mentioned it on this podcast before. An open world, because you had a giant map, and you could move anywhere on this giant map and interact with all sorts of stuff, and items were... And activities were happening around you. So, like, if you went down in one particular street, um, you nothing would happen. But, like, two streets down, your spider sense would go off and be like, hey, there's a robbery. So you'd have to move those two streets over in order to take out some dudes, web them up, fight them, that sort of stuff. It was it was pretty epic and awesome. And, uh, and then along this time, they also had the uh, Spider-Man 3 game um, that came out and... It, it was pretty cool, but they started getting more into these superhero type games and they got exponentially better like, uh, um, Avengers, uh, ultimate Alliance, uh, Marvel ultimate Alliance 
where you were this, you had this huge group of people and they were working together like a huge roster of people in order to take down Dr. Doom and all these big bads like Loki and whatnot. But the cool thing about it is when you had four people that like you and three other people could work together in order to really take out these guys. Of course, this came out after um, X-Men uh, Legends and X-Men Legends 2, which was pretty much the same concept. You and three other people on a giant map, not quite open world, but a giant map, and you would go through this, these these levels and just take out guys after guys, a whole bunch of fighting and, and powers and solving puzzles, but mostly fighting and punching and using powers to take out some guys. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, then all then the of Ultimate Alliance happened, or uh, uh, and then let's see, there was a second one, which is even cooler um, because the the Marvel Ultimate Alliance two had a lot better graphics and it followed along the Civil War storyline. Now it's not the Civil War that you're thinking of from like the the movie with the uh, with with Spider-Man and T'Challa and people trying to go after Bucky and whatnot. No, this is more of the the, the comic book storyline where they were registering superheroes. It wasn't the Sokovia Accords and whatnot. It was the Superhuman Registration Act where if you... Me, let me give you a little bit of context here. There was a giant explosion that was seen on TV from these, this uh, reality show. And uh, this guy, Robbie, he basically blew up an entire school and a whole bunch of kids died in Connecticut and pretty much the entire town. Um, it was an accident, but still. It was because of that, the government went crazy and decided that uh, superhumans needed to be registered. All their powers and whatnot... Uh, if you weren't with the government, you were against the government. And that split the the people, the, the superhero community in, in half. <clears throat> with Captain America being on the no, you you should be free and um have 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 your identity uh a secret and and be be able to live your life in peace and stop evil when you can't. With Tony Iron Man on the other side, as uh, you know, that everyone always knew that, eventually knew that Tony Stark was Iron Man, and because he was Iron Man and everybody knew it, uh, he was already in the public eye. And he's like, "Yeah, let's register with the government. What? Why not? Um, you know, doing so like everyone will be safe, and then people who aren't will take them out, and then they'll eventually be able to join us." But Things got, it, it, it was a slippery slope. Once you start registering individuals and then there's, there's, it, 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 it got bad, really, really bad. It ended up with a lot of, uh, um, a lot of characters dying that they shouldn't. And, uh, it, it just got bad. Um, but yeah, the, the game follows along that and you get to choose eventually what side you, you want to be on. Of course you can play it again and try the other side. Um, but the, the game Ultimate Alliance 2 was great, especially some of the unlocked characters. Uh, they even had a Deadpool, Deadpool in there 
And Deadpool would look at the camera and he would uh, talk to the camera and make a bunch of jokes and then go back into fighting. And some of their abilities are really cool. And one of the, the sweet parts about having a giant roster of superheroes and in, in both the Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2 was that you could have different uh, bonuses uh, based on which team you created. Like if you had an X-Men team, um, your powers would be stronger. Or if you had a team of like the Defenders, um, you would you would move faster. Or uh, Or like, I don't know, like if you were the original X-Men, you'd have like 10% more health or something. But yeah, that that was pretty cool. Like always switching it around and and different characters would interact with with different people record depending on who you're with and who you're talking to and and it was also fun just to pick a character on the screen and have just multiple people just interact in the same game over like in your own living room cuz i'm personally like the the online gaming it it's fun i mean i i get it but there's there's nothing like a a co-op game where you're all working together just to beat up a whole bunch of people like castle crashers or or uh, power rangers or the old x-men arcade uh you know all the old side scrollers that you had multiple people on one screen like the ninja turtles game all those fun arcade stuff nothing like working together on punching someone in the face as opposed to you know getting multiple angles and having to pay a subscription in order to uh, play with your buddy from from across the the pond, I mean it it has its ups and downs, but sometimes it's just not my personal thing. If that's your thing, you do you, buddy. You rock and roll, but it's not necessarily mine. So, getting back into these these Avenger games, like we didn't have a a good Avenger game for a while. Even the Spider Man games, like they had the Ultimate Spider Man one, it was. It was okay. Uh, not ultimate. Yeah, they did have that one. The uh, um, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, they were all right. But these Lego games were really getting good. Uh, open world, lots of characters, lot, lots of fun things you can do. And it's all about like all these characters you can unlock and fun things you can do. And then the, the Arkham games came around with all this Batman stuff. And so now the Marvel side had to try to keep up. But the Marvel stuff had been doing all of these pretty cool um tablet games for forever like they had their um champions game um, where you it's basically a mortal combat where you fight somebody else but uh just your roster of three people and you can slowly make them stronger and stronger and stronger before that was uh, avengers uh, alliance and that was another small one where you could uh, make your players stronger and stronger slowly and slowly, but you could spend money to like make them stronger, but who wants to spend money on an online thing? Um, future fight, like, like you had your, your roster of people and you slowly make them stronger and stronger and you keep building your team and different combinations give you different unlocks and different, different strengths and bonuses. And then you also had the, the shield strike force game and the, the puzzle game and there and there was even the the spider-man like temple run type of game lots of fun games out there but eventually we got the the spider-man game from the playstation 
And it, it was awesome from what everyone has told me. And I've seen a lot of the videos online, and I'm looking forward to eventually playing it. I don't have a PlayStation, but I'll get there eventually. Probably going to borrow someone's and make it happen. Um, but the But the cool thing about this one is that it's new and available on all the consoles, and it's going to apparently have a bunch of new characters coming out um, after the release. And normally you have to pay for a lot of this downloadable content. Like you normally get like four or five characters, and then you have to slowly unlock the next ten, and then eventually you have to pay for like four or eight more um, as new things come across. But uh, apparently in this game... They're going to have more and more characters as it comes along. They even teased having Hank Pym, Ant-Man, versus Scott uh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man. And I'll, I have an entire, like, I could do an entire podcast on uh, Hank Pym versus Scott Lang. And I'll probably save that for another time. But yeah, it's going to be fun and exciting. It comes out next May. So you'll be hearing some more from me about that in the near future, all sorts of fun video game stuff coming up. Um, but now I kind of want to talk about uh, about growing up and growing older and some of the stuff that we liked as kids, um, like especially toys. For those of you who don't know, I, I sell toys um, during the day. That, that's that's my current day job um like like dinosaurs and action figures and dolls and and whatnot that's what I do I, I I sell all sorts of cool stuff at my toy store it's pretty cool lots of fun um I I enjoy a lot of my days there got a lot of awesome people that I work with have worked with uh yeah it, it's it's pretty cool and um I get to see all these kids now they're you know, these young kids that are getting these toys based on shows that, they, that they're that they watching, which is, is weird because not a lot of kids are really watching shows anymore. In the late, in, in the 80s and the 90s, uh, there were a lot of TV shows that were created just to pretty much sell toys by like Hasbro and all these other companies. Um, once the once the toy industry learned that they make money off of their commercials and uh, and different TV shows like like Star Trek stuff and Batman stuff that made it popular, and then all this Star Wars stuff once those movies came out like the rise of those action figures it got huge and then you know like he-man and transformers and then the ninja turtles there were a bunch of shows that were just created to just that to sell toys because that's where all of their their money was being made and um i'm not I'm not saying that most of those shows that I listed were doing that just because, but they were still making a lot of money based on those Saturday morning sales of, of kids seeing these shows and being like, yeah, I want that. And then uh, the, the parents would, would help get them that. And then uh, new characters would come out and new, new action figures would happen. And then 
if action figure action figures sales went down, so did some of the shows. And it sometimes it wasn't the quality of the show. Sometimes it was the the action figures themselves, or it wasn't that either. It was just the economy, and no one wanted to buy a particular figure, but people were still watching a show, um, or even some some people were making changes on what was going to happen in a show so that they could sell toys. Like if they made it extremely violent, um, selling toys to like five-year-olds would be a lot difficult. But if it was more friendly, selling toys to five-year-olds would be a lot easier, you know, like Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and whatnot. So that was the uh, 80s and 90s. Um, You could sell a whole bunch of action figures and, and merchandise based on the TV shows. But now because the market is so divided, uh, it, it's hard to figure out what people want and what they're watching, what they have seen. So you almost have to overgeneralize or go to the big staple stuff. Like all these folks have a, one family might have a Netflix uh, an Amazon Prime and uh, and Hulu. Another family just might have Netflix and television. One might have none, and their kid only watches like Nickelodeon all day. So they might just like one particular show, and they see thousands or that show a thousand times over and over again. Or one kid might like what is it like Paw Patrol or whatnot, or and only get stuff from that show. A lot of times I've seen stuff from or I've heard of people asking for very particular merchandise that's not like big mainstream. They'll say, I I, like my my son's really into this show or my daughter's really into this show. And it's a show that I had never heard of. And it's like, uh, okay, or or is it is it popular? They're like, well, my kid likes it. Well, there's that it, it your kid likes it is it popular is it popular in your small circle supply it's all supply and demand and and so then it comes back to um if there's not enough demand there's not enough supply for for people to want to um sell and purchase stuff um but then if you get something that really takes off like like frozen or uh or uh, ninja turtles or or Power Rangers back in the 90s, or, um, you know, something that really takes off. It's kind of like in Jingle All the Way, where they're going for the the, the Turbo Man uh, action figure, and it's like, I want to get the Turbo Man. Where can I get this Turbo Man? And, um, and they, they go all crazy for it because there's a huge demand for the supply. And so now it makes me wonder, like, is it what what like the, the stuff that I liked, I, which was of course stuff I mentioned like Batman, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, you know, late eighties, early nineties stuff. Like the stuff that I liked, um, stuff that kids like is are are they liking stuff because uh, of what they're they're watching? Are they are they even watching anything that people can sell merchandise on? Is it very exclusive? Like. Like, how do you sell merchandise from something off of YouTube? Like, how do you make toys off of a small YouTube clip 
or 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 something like 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 that that seems uh difficult and uh and confusing to me um so if you out there know anything uh about toys being sold today like action figures or kids toys and whatnot and you want to chime in on this particular conversation uh let us know you could um you could email us at did you know rhino at gmail.com let us know all about those cool toys uh that you know about that are happening today but i guess our question of the week that i'm gonna leave you with on this particular episode is gonna be what was your favorite toy when you were growing up that's gonna be our question of the week which you can find on facebook uh did you know with ryan O. Um, and, and before we, we sign off here, I just want to remind everyone out there that you are amazing and you are an awesome person. How do I know you're awesome? Well, you're currently listening to this podcast. And if you don't believe that what you're currently doing is awesome, if some days you don't feel awesome, what I want you to do is go out there. And I want you to find something that makes you feel more awesome than you currently do. It might be a slice of pizza. It might be a uh, going for a run to make your, your body feel better. It might be just spending time with a, a loved one. It might be spending time with a friend. It might be a, a new job, a new career. It might just be a new television show. Find something that makes you feel a little bit happier and, and rock with it. Now, if you do wish to interact with the show, you can do so by any of our social media platforms. Uh, those being the the Twitter, Did You Know with Ryan O. Actually, it's at Did You Know Ryan O. Yep, once again, Twitter is at Did You Know Ryan O. The email that you can just shoot us anything at is Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. Or you can also check us out on the Facebook page, Did You Know with Ryan O. And that's going to pretty much be it for the end of this episode. So we also want to remind you to to uh, to find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. With that being said, I'm Ryan O. I'll see you next time.